it wasn't long before I started to get depressed again. Uh, just every now and again, the low mood would hit me and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, I'd just try and try my best to block it out, um, which doesn't help, um, as I've discovered in the last six months or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it, it just makes it worse uh, because you, you, you get depressed about being depressed and anxious about being anxious. Mm-hmm. This is the Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, maybe you like the title. Maybe you're going, oh, hang on a second. I don't know what this is all about. So I just talk straight about mental health. There it is. That's about as simple as we can put it. My name is Alan Clark. I am a psychotherapist. This is not a psychotherapy podcast, but I do happen to be on it and I just happen to be a psychotherapist. My degrees in counseling psychotherapy, my master's is in child and adolescent psychotherapy and I try to share my clinical experience, my personal experience and things I've learned from life and we do that through the listeners to our show, through a guest that we have on the show to, to be as informative and offer what is a zero cost to consumer take on mental health around information. So Unless you're paying for your Wi-Fi or your Spotify, everything we're giving you is free. We're not looking for money. We don't ask for anything. We're just trying to do our bit for the greater good. You know what that? You know what that quote's from, Mister Cameron Clark, my first son. I can't. I can't say I do. The greater good. Hot fuzz, man. Hot fuzz. It's been a while. Been a while. What it a is great film. Fun. Hot fuzz. And on this week's show, we try to reach as many people as possible with the podcast. That's why we're always asking you to like and share and retweet and all of that sort of stuff. And this week, we're talking to one of our biggest supporters on that front, a person that has taken a huge amount from the podcast. It really helped him, and he's really helped us as a result. And it's, I suppose it's a nice, uh, a nice example of karma, perhaps. We try to do good, and he tries to do good. We're talking to Paul. Paul will be familiar to podcast listeners we, he from his own correspondence and emails he shared around his own life experience and his own struggles with mental health. And we're going to talk to Paul around that later on, around his experiences in mental health, breakup, where he's at currently in his life and how he's helped to, to turn himself around. But before all of that, what we like to do, we like to have a little bit of a check-in with each other, see how we're doing, see what's been going on in our lives. Cameron, Cameron Alan Clark, what's been going on? Well, with I'm currently isolating. I'm waiting results for a COVID test. Did you get the COVID? You're waiting. Yeah, COVID. I'm waiting to see if I have the COVID. Okay, how how might you have got the the COVID? Did you go around fucking licking people before? Not you yet. Got the, Not yet. Vaccine. No, no, I was. Right. I uh, got it from work. Well, possibly got it from work. So I'm hoping I don't have it because I would like to return to spitting on people, and this would cut uh, quite a damper in my plans. <laughs> But I think the, the kicker for me was instead of getting my second vaccine this morning as I was supposed to, I got a COVID test mm. and had to cancel okay. my vaccine. Any symptoms? Tired. But I'm hoping that's just me Tired. in my own head and not COVID coming to get yeah. me. How, how do you feel if you did have COVID? How, did you, how would you feel if you got it as, as a result of a close contact? Do you think the other person was negligent or did they know? I don't think they knew. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the blame on them. Um, I'd feel shit because that's two weeks or whatever. I can't do anything. Is that the isolation? I think it's two weeks now. Yeah, it could, it could be longer. I can't really remember. See, I haven't had COVID. And yeah, but it used to be, it used to be two weeks with the suspicion that you might have had it. You had to self isolate Mm. for two weeks, wasn't it? Now it's if you have it, it's it's two week isolation. I think so. Yeah, 
I suppose I'll find out mm. if I have it. Mm. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. <laughs> a bit, bit of a, a bit of excitement for listeners. Find out mm. if I have a virus. So you went, yeah, you went into work, and what you were told at this point. Yeah, you after about an hour, I was okay. Well, you were you were working with her. You need to go and get tested. So I was sent home. I mm. took an antigen test. That came back negative, which is a good start, but it's obviously not certain. So I went and got mm. a COVID test, an actual COVID test this morning. What was that like? I heard it's quite It unpleasant. was very unpleasant. There was many tears streaming from my eyes as a cotton swab was jammed up my nose. Into your brain. Yeah, pick, picking, picking parts of my brain out. You know, um, you know when you get a smack <laughs> in the nose and tears just automatically stream down your face? Yeah, it was yeah. like that as well. Yeah, your fucking, your fucking sister did it to me when she was about a year and a half or two <laughs> years old in, in your nanny's house. I'm sure you deserved your it. Your sister was about that age. I'm sure it probably did, but there was a little ornament on the uh, on the worktop, and she picked it up and she smacked me right in the bridge <laughs> of the nose, and you, like you said, the tears yeah. just streamed down my face. So you, you that's had exactly that, how it was. As soon as the swab went up my nose, the tears just rolled down. Yeah. I think uh, I think if people knew how unpleasant the COVID test was, then maybe a little bit <laughs> more well, cautious. I will say this now. I never want to get COVID again. Not because I'll have COVID, but because COVID I have to test. get one of those but, fucking tests. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. it was very unpleasant. Even the antigen tests are fairly unpleasant and that's doing it yourself. Mm, that goes, that won't go down your throat. And up your nose as well, both as well. Your sinus as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but obviously not as deep because you're doing it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, eh, just kind of yeah, pick my nose yeah, with yeah. this. But no, uh, yeah, when, when there's somebody else doing it, they really get up in there because they're not yeah, feeling yeah. the pain. No, if getting up in here. <laughs> if there's any COVID <laughs> up there, I'll find it. <laughs> but feeling a little fatigued, but hoping it's just like hoping uh, it's just more exhausting than anything else. Yeah, hoping it's not um, COVID related. Yeah, and yeah, well, that's fucking annoying. You know, it's, just, it's not not to your own negligence. No, you're like myself, you're quite safe. You, you know, do masks, sweet fuck all washing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit in me, in me smiles well smiles slash trial um, as a somewhat related topic to it before you thought you might have COVID or you were sent home to make sure you don't have COVID how was how was the week for you? Well, the week was good the weather was okay by our summer standards although um, yeah, well, fucking lashing here the other day and this is it's fucking lashing it's sunny it's lashing it's it sunny too, it wasn't yeah, too bad here Costa del Porto yeah, it Darlington. wasn't too bad here There was we had one bad day but other than that it was alright yeah it's fucking crazy but um, crazy I did I did Um, did you read a report about climate change and how we're f- fucked I seen the headline yeah how so I didn't I didn't so read it I seen the headline our, it's like, our window that. to fix climate change has officially closed it's mm. we were given I think it was 18 months or something 19 months ago or whatever mm. and it is now closed, so it's inevitable that we are going to experience some very uncomfortable temperatures down the line. Was there somewhere somewhere in Italy there the other day? 49, For, yeah, 49.2, the worst they've ever had. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, so now it's kind of up to us how bad it gets, but it is going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking people yeah. for you. So man. my week was going good until I saw that. humans to, f- <laughs> to, to fuck yeah. it all up. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say yeah, we've we've fucking done enough damage. Let, let the animals yeah, have that. They were we, we've, as they were for a couple of billions of years until we appeared about thirty thousand years we've ago. We've uh, overstayed our welcome ever so slightly. It's time to go find a new planet to fuck up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I had said when, when COVID hit, I was like, this is Mother Mother Nature's fucking effort at going, now, you've been fucking bold, yeah. kids. You need to go there to your you rooms. Go. Two years you've inside. You've been fucking misbehaving. Yeah, there you go. The dolphins start going back into the fucking canals. <laughs> no camp yeah. trails. Quote, quote, the ozone layer was fixing itself, even though it was never yeah, supposed yeah. to happen. Yeah, well, you never know. We might be able to reverse it. Yeah, we need another virus. Yeah, well, we fucking can't get rid of this one <laughs> Apparently yet. not. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just don't be licking people and breeding the people. No, I've, I've put that on pause for the last 16 months. No, good man. Just <laughs> prior to that, you were just fucking just licking wait. Everyone, <laughs> trying to just get tips. wait until I get my second vaccine. <laughs> Every person I see is getting spat at. Yeah, spat at in the face. <laughs> you didn't get me reference, me Monty Python no. reference. Uh, before we get into it further, you weren't available for the podcast last week. No, it was actually going to be for, one of my rare interview because yeah, we okay. had a we uh, had a different. Ex- it wasn't my own fault. It was the bad weather mm. had knocked my power out yeah. for four and a half yeah. hours. Oh, actually, I forgot you. You yeah. were available. We were yeah. getting ready here to go. No, I'm trying to hotspot it. I'm yeah, not we were in. what forty minutes before recording, and I texted you and said the power just went out here. And yeah. I said, I'm sure it'll be back. It's probably nothing. And 20 minutes before recording, power's still gone. Ashley was actually a little bit late because of a daytime savings mix-up. S- yeah. Still, yeah, power's still gone. <laughs> Tried to get on my hotspot. My service was going poor with the power being out. So we just, we couldn't make it happen. Tried to download Riverside on my phone, the, the app we use to record, and tried to do it from there yeah. so that there'd be less Platform, yeah. data being streamed across. Still not, in, couldn't mm. even get the app open. So I had to miss it. And listening back, I actually am very upset about it. I quite enjoyed what we were listening to. Yeah. Well, what did you take from it? What was what was something that stood out for you from our chat with Ashley Franz Howell last week as we spoke about Black Lives Matter and race and just being black and the impact that that has on your mental I health? I think what stuck out to me most was what she said about, what did she call them, sundown towns? Oh, man, that fucking, I was like, uh, I think, and you could hear it myself and pee afterwards. We were like, yeah. wow. No way. Jeez. Yeah, that was the that was the biggest thing I took for I thought it was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. For for anyone that didn't hear, go back and listen to the go back and listen to last week's podcast. That's very good. But Ashley made us aware of a thing in the States called Sundown Towns. Where basically if you're black, get the fuck yeah. out of Dodge before the sun goes down, or else you're gonna be facing some sort of trouble. Um and it's like Jesus Christ, twenty twenty one in the quotation marks again land of mm. the free and this is this is still what still, still what the experience of, of being black in america and then is. other than that kind of it wasn't about the episode topic but you had mentioned taking medication for your mental health mm. and how so many people struggle with finding a balance with their meds and how yeah. a simple change in someone's meds can make them feel absolutely horrible or make them feel great yeah, so really an eye-opening episode with, with Ashley last week, and we specifically picked that piece around the Sundown Towns for the promo video that we put out for, for every episode. Um, you can check out the promo videos and any of our social media posts on any of the social media platforms. We're on Twitter, STR8, Talking Pod. That's the number eight, STR8, Talking Pod. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Straight Talking Mental Health. You can get us all there. If you see any of our posts, hit reshare. If you're on Facebook, hit retweet. If you're on Twitter, and what do you do on Instagram? Share it to your story. Share it to your story. Yeah. 
we've had we've had people do that before and it, it does make a huge difference one of the people that makes a huge difference is paul who we will have on later on he's he's constantly retweeting and he's constantly tweeting about how great the show is and we know specifically that people have come to us after he has recommended it and shared their experience of their own mental health if you want to check out our website it's stmhpodcast.com you can email us that's hello at stmhpodcast.com what you can do with that is you can go onto the website you can check out each week's episode it gives you the ability to comment under each post you can do that if you want to hit us up with your story you can do that you can sign into the dms or you can email us you know we're, we're cool with all of that many of the guests that we have on are listeners to the show who've decided to reach out and let us know their experience and they come on and speak about their topic and that's what we have with paul later on so that's the social media plug you know you know what to do folks we're always begging for a reshare we're always you know a retweet all of that kind of thing i know i know i know you're like oh for fuck's sake not again we but have to do it it just makes a difference yeah we gotta do it and it makes a difference and it's real time you know someone puts us up in their story on face on instagram you know within an hour or two there's a couple more mm-hmm. new followers it, it does make a difference you know same same with a retweet on on twitter we we can see it in we can see it in real time because believe it or not and not just around our own podcast but every facebook page or every twitter account that you follow you don't see them all all of those platforms through their own algorithms limit what you see so, for example, of the, and we don't really even go looking for them anymore because I think we've about close to fifteen hundred followers or something like that, or twelve hundred or something like that. I don't even know on Facebook. And if we put up a post, it'll say like sixty four people mm-hmm. seen or one hundred and twenty eight people seen. It just they make it difficult. Yes. Yeah, and you know because they want you to pay to show yeah. it to the people that that want to see it. So it's not just for us. You know, you're not seeing everything that from all the things that you think you see. Um, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I haven't seen the post from them. They must be quiet. They're not quiet. They're probably posting and you're just not seeing it. So it is, it does make, it does make a huge difference to so make sure you, you see what you want to see. Sorry, folks. That's the social media blog. <laughs> well, now that we have gotten that out of the way, what's, what's been going on with you, man? What's been going on with me? Uh, two fucking calamitous incidences during the week. Uh, I'll start with, uh, well, actually three, if I factor in the movie. Uh, Ashling is a big horror fan and she wanted to go and see the new M. Night Shyamalan film. Old. Shyamalan? Uh, fucking shite Amalan. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, fucking M. Night Shyamalan hasn't made a decent film in a long, long time. Uh, and even she came out and went, that was, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> so that, that was my first calamity. Uh, my, my major one was uh, narrowly avoided a fucking major accident mm. in the car uh, coming back from Dublin Friday night um, drove up to Dublin road bone dry drove back three quarters of an hour fucking road was obviously the torrent of rain that had hit car aquaplaned um, for anyone that doesn't know doesn't know what that is that's where your car's basically like on ice um, that the tread between your tire isn't hitting the road because of the water, surface water. Driving down the motorway, car aquaplaned, uh, and it was actually a very interesting experience because it wasn't panic. I was quite conscious of everything that I was doing at the time, and it was uh, a little bit surreal in that because it was it, the guard rail, but the guard wall. You know, mm. you got the concrete piece in between in between the both sides on, on the motorway. And the car aquaplaned. I was holding Ashling's hand. I stayed holding Ashling's hand. So one-handed. In that time, I was thinking, don't fucking break. If you break, the car's going to skid. 
So this is where all my Formula One knowledge comes in. It's like you're just going to turn your car into a boat if you brake. So I was like, I got to keep the, I got to keep the momentum moving. So I was kind of one hand, but in my head, I'm going here it is, and I'm going to fucking tear the side off the car. Um, caught the skid, kind of went over onto the left lane. Thankfully, there was no cars on that side. Had to catch it again. This is all fucking one handed, uh, and all very consciously of going, don't brake, lean into the skid, and and keep going. So kept going. Ashley now thinks I'm a fucking psychopath. She's like, how were you so calm? Because I turned around afterwards and went, that was pretty fucking impressive, wasn't it? I definitely should have been a fucking Formula One well, driver. Well, you see, you, you did just watch Fast 9 recently. So you, you've learned, you've learned it. it from Dom to not crash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so she thinks I'm a fucking psychopath. She's like, how were you so calm around that? I was like, well, I knew not to break. If I braked, I knew we would have been hitting the wall or we would have been crashing into mm. something. So it was just very conscious and it was, yeah no, I could feel I was checking in on myself well, the heart rate's a bit elevated there as, as it would be but I was I was quite alright in it but what it reminded me of was years ago you know as you were growing up I was, Michael Schumacher was, was, was my idol and I remember this is going back to when ITV used to show Formula 1 so God knows how long ago that was uh, definitely more than 15 mm-hmm. years ago or something anyway but I'll never forget there was a qualifying session it just it this is how significant. It just stayed with me. Um, I remember they interviewed Jensen Button beforehand. I was after qualifying. I was like, well, Jensen, you know, how was that laugh for you? Oh, you know, you just flat out. You don't really have time to think about it. You just, you know, you just give it all you can and, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, he was kind of like, I haven't got a clue. I was just mm. nailing it and kind of hoping for the best. And then I don't know if it was intentional, but the very next interview then, you know, so you get your 10 minute or 10 second sound mm. piece. Well, Jensen, how was that? This is the, 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 how was the laugh? And then the next piece was Michael Schumacher. And it says, well, Michael, how was that lap for you? Oh, you know, I probably left about a half a tenth there at uh, turn four. You know, I know it was poor, but I definitely think it could have been faster. You know, again, possibly, you know, another half a tenth or a tenth around turn nine. And I was like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's that's why he was a seven-time world champion and Button looked into it with a <laughs> with a very good mm-hmm. car. But just that capacity in the, in the mental thought process that he was such an athlete and he had the capacity to be still thinking in all of that. And not just going, oh, I was just fucking flat out. Mm-hmm. He knew where to make up time and where to, where to lose time. So thankfully, no damage to the car. Avoided the wall. I'm very thankful that there was no car on the other side as the car kind of ricocheted over to the other side of the road. Uh, so we kept on we kept on driving and, and survived. My other calamitous event is as fucked as my back normally is. And it's entirely my own fault. Uh, so I was sitting at home yesterday. I text... Uh, Sometimes I get new clients that would text me saying they're looking for an appointment. So I would text them back on, this is this is the available appointment time. I had a client, a new client that had text me Tuesday night um, saying, oh, I'll take that. I said, sorry, that, that appointment's gone. So I said, well, the other, you know, there's 2.30, 2.30 tomorrow, I would say. So I text that client because he texted late that night, text him the next morning. First, you know, first thing I was in, I was down in the office, text him, say, oh, I just confirmed your appointment for 2.30 today. da, 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 da. So I was in session and I have the watch that shows the notifications on my watch and I just caught it out of the corner of my eye uh, about two minutes later, five minutes at most later, saying, sorry, can't make that 2.30 appointment today. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I was like, right, grand, I'll, I'll end up having a long lunch. So I was at home. I was having me having me lunch before I come back down to the office. And next thing, chalked out of the building where my office is. They ring me. Uh, Alan, there's a, there's a client here saying he has an appointment with, with you. It's like, and in my head and going, but he texted me earlier to say, you know, he can't make two thirty. 
check my phone. It wasn't him that had texted me at all. It was someone else that I had texted on Monday. Because I was like, well, I haven't texted anyone mm. else this morning. So the other person had said, oh, I can't make that appointment for 2.30 today. But I had offered it to someone mm. else because they never got back to me. So 20, 20 minutes late, when I'm supposed to be down there, I get the phone call. I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So I run up the stairs, fall going up the stairs, bang my arm and bang me back. And my back is a oh, fucking piece ever since. So defying gravity, fall up the stairs. <laughs> Get back down to the office. I've never been late for a client. I never allow sessions to run over late. I had to go in, apologize profusely. And he was he was very understanding. Obviously, I said, "Look, I can't. Obviously, I'm not going to charge you for this for this session." But I was just I was pissed off, pissed mm. off with that. But on my fucking back is in bits. And this is one week after your the, your golf session that went injury free. Injury free, I know. But this this is a different mm. kind of pain because this is a bang, and it's like, yeah, that's that's mm. different from. Okay, from so it's from the bang and not the, not it's, the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fucking, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. still sore though. Um, so that's me. That that's me checking. You've got a royal. You mentioned a royal already there. Do you wanna do you wanna go into it a little bit further as we do your smiles and royals as we do every power cutting out. Your power cutting out. Power going out for four and a half hours, just as we were about to interview. Oh, was it? It, it was. What time were we supposed to record at last week? Seven. Uh, a half, uh, a half seven, seven or half seven, seven. Half seven or something like that half seven yeah and half it would have been it nearly half six when my power went out and it was nearly half ten when it was coming back so oh, it was uh not only took away the interview took away anything else i was going to do <laughs> yeah that's grand i don't have to do an interview i'll jump on the playstation no. here nope <laughs> no my phone also died so oh, i did it so see but I'll show you now because I've learned from that mistake in the past. The power bank. See what that I is? have a power bank. It just power wasn't bank. charged. Yeah, I always keep mm. one of them charged. It happened to me before. Um, and in this house, as I've said before, I have no phone mm. signal. Phone it signal is. It's really bad. So I had no phone signal and I had no phone as the mm. phone died. I had no way to charge my phone. I was basically... But it just goes to show how reliant oh, yeah. we are on, on our phones, and on the phones and technology. And then Muta Royal, which was supposed to be a smile, was my lack of a vaccine. So I was, <laughs> yeah, going, I was going to come was. on today and have a smile on fully vaccinated. Now, well, once the, the week-long period kicks in. But mm. that has now been postponed until I get my COVID test results. So you can't you can't get it until you get the result, is it? Yeah, so, well, if I have it, I have to wait a month mm. before I can get a vaccine. Yeah, oh, and if I don't have it, I think I have to wait maybe a week. Maybe it could be two weeks, but um, yeah. So how long before you get the results? Forty-eight hours. It could. They said it could be the morning. So we're we're recording yeah, on Thursday, hopefully. so it could be Friday morning, or it could be Saturday morning. If you get if you get it tomorrow, if you get the negative, can you do one of the walk-ins? A walk-in vaccine? No. Yeah. I ha- I think I have to wait a week after getting a COVID test, even if it's negative. Yeah. What? I'm oh, pretty sure. Like that, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like that, so your smile became a became, became a royal in ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of getting vaccinated, I got possible COVID sixteen hours before my vaccine. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty shit, bad timing. Man. You know, you haven't you haven't been negative. No, not at all. That's hopefully yeah. it'll be alright anyway. So hopefully it wasn't too close everyone was wearing their masks yeah. and all of that it's mostly hopefully just an inconvenience That's, and I know you all do wear your um, masks up there unless you weren't fucking shifting someone down in the down in the fucking down no, in the kegs no that's 
not something I plan on doing. Not yet. Not until after the after <laughs> I'm vaccinated, I can go back to spitting on people. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to stay away. You're going to have to restrain yourself until I'm. This until mask is staying vaccine. on. <laughs> and then we then we can do the kegs. <laughs> yeah. So down in the cellar. It's a cellar. Is that what I got? I couldn't think. I was going to say mm-hmm. basement. Uh, so in the cellar on a no keg. smile this week. My smile was very rudely taken away from me. What's, what's the balance now? What's I'm, I'm what's, back. What's I'm books? back to plus one royal. <laughs> <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with a client who, as you know, as, as she mentioned before, she's a fan of the longer episode. But what she said was, and it was a very interesting point, which is why I've always uh, split the podcast between, you know, a bit of shy talk mm. at the start and a topic. Because she said, yeah, there's plenty of topics that I wouldn't be interested in, but I listen to the podcast. Um, Regardless, because I check in, you know, the continuity of what's going on with you and all of that kind of thing. And as I keep on listening, then it's like, nah, sure, keep on listening. It's like, oh, actually, that was mm. very interesting. So there is topics that, you know, not every topic is, you know, going to relate to everyone. And it's like, I don't need to know about such and such. But thing. they might listen to the first 40 people, minutes. The first, yeah. And then just keep on, keep on listening. Mm. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing. So you're, the, the books are unbalanced. Unbalanced once again. It just seems to be a common <laughs> For theme. For the moment. Yeah, I need to go back yeah. to one on one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go and do some good shit. Do some good shit this week. I can't. If you're not in I quarantine. <laughs> I know. Yeah, if you're not in quarantine. <laughs> and what about you? I'm assuming your your three calamities were your were your royals, or is there one on top of them? Nah, that that was just that was just oh, me fuck. Uh, me, yeah, me me, me royal uh, electric picnic. What about it? It getting cancelled? It's been it's been cancelled. Yeah, I wasn't going. I had no intention. But that's your royal. But yeah, because everyone that was going had to be vaccinated. All artists, all guests. Oh, was that a rule? That that's how oh, it was I, going. I, I, that's, I didn't that know that was one of, of why it was going to go. On. Yeah, you had to you had to be vaccinated. Well, I go, think, um, or else provide negative tests, or they were tested there, or so this was the that was that was the plan for. It. I think the way I see it, well, from their point of view, is it's very easy to fake the vac- the vaccine cert. Because as we scan it, it's it's just yeah, but, a name. Yeah, but not if you have the QR code, though. Yeah, but you have to also provide another... I went to fucking Nando's and I had to... He scanned me code and he said, you've got a, you've got oh, a piece of ID, ID as, well. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think... I don't know. Look, obviously, there there may be other things. Yeah, probably all the I drugs. Think, yeah, well, Leeds County Council didn't, didn't, didn't give them the mm. license for it. So, for anyone around the world, Electric Picnic is, you know, a big, big musical festival in... In Ireland, it's the last one of the of the summer, usually kind of September, isn't it, or la- end of August? It used to be the best in the country until it became a drug fueled hippie fest. Well, as 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 they yeah. all do, as they all usually do, um, and the uh, the license wasn't given. It was going underway on condition that everyone had to be vaccinated, um, artists and everyone mm. attending. And then I was like, the government are trying to encourage people to get vaccinated. You know, we need to get vaccinated so we can get a return back to normality. And, you know, if you want to be vaccinated, you can do, go do your indoor dining. And then it's like, well, oh, yeah, we're going to have everyone vaccinated. No, nah, no, nah, you still can't do it. Fuck. I, did, I didn't know it was one and of the, I know it's, the requirements to go. No, that, that was the condition yeah. they were putting it on. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, everyone going. Okay. Now, maybe there's other details that I'm not aware of, but I was like, this was your chance. You could have fucking gave, you know, the people, you know, the kind of mm. age group that are fucking less likely to get it. This would have been the chance to go. All right, here's go, something. Your vaccine. Yeah. You can fucking go to electric picnic. You can go on the sesh. 
Um, so that's that, that was me royal uh, on that side of it. I was like, yeah, he's not doing ourselves any favors. Well, I'm he, I'm smile slash royal. Well, I think I told you about them. Well, my main smile is we got to go out for breakfast on mm. Sunday morning. Myself, yourself, and Ashley. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it's lovely. It's just, it's our tradition now. Hopefully, we go for breakfast mm. every every Sunday morning. If Ashley is down here, and, or if you're here, we go for breakfast. I just like that. I just like sitting down, having a chat, listening to Ashley asking for a cook mm. <laughs> with, her, with her Yorkshire accent. What is a cook? <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. So I, I like that, but I think I touched on it a little bit for yourself. So <laughs> me smile, me smile a little bit of royal. She hit me with two fucking zingers during the week. Um, two miraculous put-downs that had me in fucking tears hmm. laughing at her. Um, <laughs> the first one, we were coming back from that piece of shit movie that... The was new the old movie. M. Night Shyamalan old movie. Yeah, the new... That's what she said to me before. Are you want to go see that new old movie? What the fuck you know? What new old movie? What? She's like, yeah, the new old movie. And like it wasn't in capitals or yeah. quotation marks. I'm like, what new the old. fuck is she on about? The yeah. new old movie. What's in Yeah. Um So we went went to see that. We were driving back and Ashling, like she has her little Spotify playlist, which she listens to over and 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 over again. And it's the same songs. It's like, oh my god, fucking seriously! Like, I'm, I'm going mad. It gets to the point where I wake up with her songs in my head <laughs> off her playlist. So we were, we were driving back, and you know, I was like, I was just saying to her, she, oh, you know, put my list there in the car as we were driving, and we we're driving home. I was like, hang on a fucking drive back to the cinema. I was like, hang on a second. I said, how is it when we're up in your house, we have to listen to your playlist, and then when we're in my car, we have to listen to your playlist? How the fuck is that fair? And she's like, well, it's better than you with your fucking Hamilton. She's like, your baby watching fucking CBeebies. You have to watch the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Singing the same fucking songs. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's probably a bit of fair. <laughs> you do have a, I can't. I haven't got a weird it. obsession with it. I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it in a whole week. Yeah. No, no, no I haven't listened to it in ages. But she was given out because I was like, I was like, hang on a second. You're getting on because my favorite song from Hamilton is Wait For It. I was like, you're giving out to me. But like that was like four weeks ago when the song came on the car and it came on and I was singing along to me and you're like, oh, fucking Hamilton. Uh, you're like a fucking wannabe gangster ass nerd. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like at least it's not the fucking same song five times a day like it is when we're up in yours. Um, so that was, that was her first put down. <laughs> her second put down as we talk about COVID and catching COVID. Driving down to Tesco's. And I, I don't know, I said something around um, for everyone. This might be just first time listening. I am autistic. I have what would have been called high function Asperger's. And part of autism has been antisocial and you know, social skills, perhaps not being great. Um, and her put down was um, she goes, Ah, oh, she says, like, you'll never catch COVID. I was like, What, what do you mean? Like, I was like, well, Yeah, because I, I fucking wear my mask and wash my hands. She's like, COVID's not going to catch you. I was like, there's no fucking point going to him because he doesn't fucking interact with people. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to spread to anyone. <laughs> It'd be fucking pointless. <laughs> You'd be no good to the fucking virus. I was like, oh yeah, unlike you who fucking talks to everyone for hours and hours. Like, here, jump yeah. onto her. She'll fucking spread us around the place. <laughs> so they were me. They were me smile slash royals. I mean, yeah, you got you got to love a good slag. Yeah, that's part. You know, it's part especially of, when it's part like, being Irish. Yeah, isn't it's fun. It? It's funny because it's true, yeah. So for everyone around the world, it's gone. What the fuck? He's just she's just insulting them. 
if if you don't slag your friends or the people you love, you obviously don't it's love a them. It's endearment in Ireland, yeah. It is. That's that's how we show mm. affection. You, you slag them. Um, so yeah, and, you know, especially when you can't argue. As like mm. both of those entirely accurate. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't fault either of those. So I salute for her. listeners around the world. Her, slagging her, is not calling somebody a whore. It's a, a slag. An insult. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah. banter. The bants, the lols, and the bants for, for yeah. everyone else. It's, yeah, you just you just insult if you if you're not insulting your best friends. What yeah, sort of fucking not a, friend? Not a good friend anyway. So that's me. That's me. Smiles and rails. Anything else with no, yourself? I think we we've, we've covered everything for now. Okay. Check back for in now, next week yeah. to see if I have been contracted with the virus. Let's see if you're royal as well. I've been in fucking quarantine and isolation for the last mm. week. <laughs> If you have electricity. Okay, now, this would be a bad time for my electricity to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, imagine being fucking locked down, isolated, like a fucking and no man, to be out hunting. Because I can't go into the shops to buy food, and then I have to find animals to kill. I'm sure only someone in the house can, can forage for you. It's not like you're fucking sending them out to the woods to kill someone. No, I'm going to do that myself. <laughs> go down to Aldi and buy me a packet of biscuits. <laughs> not sure how I'm going to find them in the wild. This week on the podcast, we are talking your mental health. And by your, we mean one of you guys. And one of you guys is Paul. Paul has been one of our biggest supporters since the beginning of the podcast or since he checked us out and has retrospectively checked out everything we've done. He's been so generous to us over the year with all his retweets and shares and constant recommendations to people. So we wanted to reach out to him to tell his story of his mental health and how he has found the podcast so helpful. So with that said... Hi, Paul. Hello. <laughs> Where in the world are you, Paul? Uh, Sheffield, England, mate. Sheffield, up north. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bottom of Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. It's bottom of South Yorkshire, oh. nearly Derbyshire. Yeah, actually, I love this one. She's a she's a Yorkshire woman. Well, half half ah, Yorkshire. Yeah. She grew up there for for ten years in Wakefield. Oh yeah, not far away. From yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Paul, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself before we before we get into anything in in earnest. Right. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, 45 years old, I'm a personal trainer. Um, I've uh, had a few, a few uh, about three different careers in my life. I started out as a uh, illustrator, graphic designer. Um, Could have done with you about a year ago, Paul. <laughs> Could have done with oh, you yeah, about well, a year ago before I had to do all the logos and stuff myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just do it for fun now. Um, but yeah, I, I did that for a little while. And then um, I think it, when I was pushing 30 I, I uh, got fed up with being made redundant all, all the time because there's, there's a lot of graphic designers in the industry and web designers and that and mm. I'm sort of sick to death of it um, what to do something a bit more practical so I went into uh, gas engineering um, read, train, trained in up to the job centre I uh, did that for about 10 years um, I probably should have quit about 5 years because it was uh, horrible after a while uh, it, does, it does mess with your mental health just a little bit. That job, if you're not if you're not up for it, then mm. it's, it, in what it, way, Paul? What was it? That, what was it that would get you? Uh, it was just the, the stress of the job more than anything. The the, uh, the, the managers, um, it's a very male environment, very male macho environment. They they're not great at mental health. Uh, mm. You're supposed to just get on with it, working long hours, working mm. nights. Um, they're, they're not overly sympathetic um, if you do have a problem. And they just don't understand it. Um, so I think after after a few, I think I got signed off with depression and anxiety um, for the the first time, and that was about six weeks, I think. And then I went back, I went back to work, sort of phase return, and then I got uh, signed off again, maybe a couple of years later, I think. Um, and I just, I, I, I sort of blamed it on the company a little bit. 
Um, and I don't, I went to a different, I went to a different company eventually, but that was worse. Oh. It was actually uh, <laughs> worse, worse organization than the one I just come from. Mm. So I just decided to get out of it altogether. Mm. Um, and how old were you at the time, Paul? I was just 40, I think just pushing 40, uh, sort of five, five years ago. Oh, yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't long ago at all. Uh, no, not really. No, no, not really. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was it was interesting. Let's just say that it's not something I ever wish to go back to. Mm. Um, it works for some guys, but it's it's just not not for me. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I, I did that for I'll say I did that for ten years. Um, then I'd already started going to the gym at that point. Um, I probably I think with uh, me, me and my ex wife had joined the gym and quit the gym and joined the gym and quit the gym so many times. Mm. As you do, as many people do, mm. you just don't seem to find anything that you're actually interested in. Uh, and then she suggested I start doing fitness classes because um, I might enjoy that better. So I did that, um, and that was what started me off. Really, um, I just really took to it. I really enjoyed the social side of it, um, and it's it's what got me out of it. What's what, what stopped me watching football as well? So <laughs> <laughs> you're a Wednesday I, I just, fan, were you? I was. Yeah, um, <laughs> that'll I, fuck I, with I, your mental health. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> Even I know that. <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's frightening. Um, yeah, I, I just I started to realise I was coming home from the gym in a much better mood than I was coming back from the match. So it was a bit of a no-brainer. Oh, were, you, really. were you a bit of a football hooligan, Paul? Oh god, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no I never into that. That's that's what used to piss me off. To be honest, oh yeah, the, I didn't like the fans um, and the mentality of it. I just. Just weren't keen at all. Mm. So yeah, I just realised that I, I was coming home in a much better mood than the, from the gym than I was for the football. So I just packed that all together. Yeah, you have to be a little bit masochistic to be a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I think, don't you? Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, they had a good spell early nineties, and they've done bugger all since. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, so. you mentioned in the in the job at that time uh, the depression and the anxiety. Paul, was that was that your first experience of of either of those, or was it something you'd experienced previously? Like. Um, that, that was the worst at that point. I think I'd, I'd probably started with it in my late teens, I think. Um, but I wasn't aware of, I just knew I felt really low. Um, I was just assumed, I just, you just heard the word depression. I just assumed I was depressed and whatever. Um, my, my dad told me that I couldn't be depressed because I'd, uh, I'd not got a care in the world, which wasn't very helpful. No. It's the standard um, response, isn't it, from people who don't know much. any better? Pretty much, yeah. The, the problem with um, that then, though, is that it just compounds everything. You know, actually, oh, I, yeah. I get it. You know, there's probably not a week going by in work where I don't get some client that comes in saying, you know, I've no reason to feel like this. I shouldn't feel like this. I've, I have a roof over my head, or I have a job, or I have a girlfriend, or I have a husband, or, you know, so there's no reason I should be feeling like this. And that just yeah. compounds it. And, you know, for yourself or anyone in that situation, you're feeling shit. And then someone comes along and tells you, you've no reason to be feeling shit. And that just yeah. makes you feel even more shit because you can't stop yourself feeling shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that um, that carried on for a bit. I, I, I tried to get into uh, into therapy uh, a few times through uh, through the like, through the doctors and that, and I, I kept getting knocked back every time I, I tried to sort of go through the GP. Um, I'd end up would hitting a, hitting a brick wall somewhere um, that would kind of dis- discourage me and think, oh, what's the point? You know, there's no there's no point. I started thinking about trying to trying to look for self help books, um, but I'm not I'm not much of a reader these days. 
I should read a lot more. Mm. Um, I find it easier to, li- to listen to audiobooks. I just can't seem to focus on it anymore. Um, and that works a lot better for me. Um, so yeah, I just, I think, um, I'd got, I got into, uh, into my current job, which is a personal trainer, um, about five years ago after I quit doing the gas engineering. And then, um, that, I really, really started to enjoy that. I just liked, it was nice to actually meet people, to actually see people face to face and actually be able to help them. Um, but uh, it wasn't long before I started to get depressed again. Uh, just every now and again, the low mood had hit me and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, I just try and try my best to block it out, um, which doesn't help, um, as I've discovered in the last six months or so. Yeah, um, yeah it, it just makes it worse uh, because you, you, you're getting depressed about being depressed and anxious about being anxious. Mm. What, what does what does your depression look like, Paul? Can you, can you describe your experience of it? Um, yeah, it, it's almost like a brain fog. Yeah, um, it's um, I can't I, I can never I can't think straight. My, my mood hits the floor. Um, I don't want to do anything. I'd rather just sort of sit in the dark room and not not see anyone. Um, it's it's just not a nice place to be. Um, well, as for anyone, I suppose. yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think it's more depression than anxiety that I get. Um, unless it is the anxiety that causes the depression, I don't know. A comorbidity, um, depressed because you're anxious, or anxious because you're depressed, and yeah. And what what's the environment like in your current job, Paul? With in terms of dealing with mental health, great, really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, the, I think the the I've, I've just I've recently changed gyms because uh, I work for uh, one I won't mention the name uh, one uh, quite a big big gym in in England uh, for about uh, five years or about four and a half years and I recently changed to a more local uh, Sheffield based one um, the 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 guys at the at the other gym were really good um, the man the manager it openly said that he didn't know anything about much about mental health. He was actually, he'd never experienced depression, but he was empathic to how, how it, you know, he, he actually said to me, I don't understand how you're feeling, but I'm really sorry that, it, that you're feeling like this. And if there's anything I can do to help, then just let me know, which mm. I thought was great. Because um, he doesn't get it, the lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> A very different experience than what you'd had in the previous job. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, one of the managers... Um, in my, my previous uh, job as a gas engineer, he used to, yeah, he, he, I think he, he seemed to get a kick out of trying to push me. Um, yeah, and I, I in what way, Paul? Um, I think um, at the time when I was living with my ex-wife, I, I was um, we, we had a neighbour that used to wind us up all the time. She, they were they weren't very nice people to be honest, um, but they were causing a lot of stress to me and my wife. And it, uh, the, the manager at work got wind of it. And he turned it around, and it, it, without even knowing the story, he just decided to say that it was our it was our fault, not their fault. We were winding them up just just to be a dick, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, I think he, he referred to me at one point while I was in the room as a ticking time bomb, and it seems he seemed to want to make it his mission to try and make me explode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I don't quite know why, but I guess that's just how he got his kicks. Um, but yeah, I didn't stay long in that job. I changed to a different department mm. not so long, not not long after that. What was yeah. what were some of the experiences that what you would have had with the neighbours, Bob? Because that's horrendous. Obviously, you go home to get away from everything, and when your next when your neighbours are contributors to stress, that's that's not a good thing. Um, yeah, it, it was. 
I'm not really, I've not really thought about them for a while, to be honest. I've, uh, it's not as if I blocked them out. I'm mm. sure I could remember it, but I've, I've just not thought about them for a while. They're just petty sort uh, of stuff, was it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, just re- really, really petty, petty and ridiculous stuff. Things like we, we, we paint. We, for one example, we, I painted, I painted our fence one time, and it was on their side. It was on their side of the garden. So because some of the paint had flicked over to their side, they decided to call the police. Just Jeez. stupid things like that, you know. Yeah. So small <laughs> stuff that most people wouldn't see as like a big issue, but they all kind of add up and. Oh yeah, just ruins yeah. your day. That's it. Yeah, just yeah. ridiculous things about parking and all sorts of stuff. And when they were just as guilty themselves, but it's okay for them, but nobody else mm-hmm. can do it. You know? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just silly stuff like that, really. Mm-hmm. But I, I just say, it just builds up and builds up. Yeah, it does. It makes you. It makes your home life not very nice. Not a nice place to be. You can't relax. Yeah, yeah. But this so. this former boss, then he was he was poking the bear. He was trying to get the reaction. Yeah, yeah, that's that seemed to be one one of his things. But yeah, as I said, I didn't stay. I didn't stay in that department very long. It was I was kind of moving from one department to another at that point, and mm. I went back to the, I went actually back to the gas service in after that because it was just uh, I, I couldn't work with him. Yeah, typically a kind of as we stereotype, typically a, a male kind of macho on the tools. You know, you got your work <laughs> trousers, your workwear, and all that kind of thing. And was that the Big kind Wednesday. of Big Wednesday fan. All oh, right. <laughs> was that that kind of environment? Uh, you know, not exactly one as as we talk about very often on the podcast of that male attitude toward mental health and you know not. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's it's, it's all uh, yeah. Get on, get on with it. There's nothing wrong with you. Man, man up and all that rubbish. You know. Yeah. You know my you know my opinion on that one, pal. <laughs> you know what I think yeah. of man up. Yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. So you got out there. You started yeah. going to the gym. You took up the you took up the personal training. Then, um, just just to flash back a little bit on it, Paul, you'd mentioned you know the depression kind of there since adolescence. As, as you look back now, do you see anything that was sort of contributors to that? In you know, in kind of hindsight. Well, mate, um, I've t- I've spoken about this with my, with my own therapist because um, I see him about once a month now. Um, it's. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's to do with me, my mum, and my dad. Um, but it's it's difficult to pinpoint it. It's one of those things that the more I talk about it, the clearer it becomes. Yeah, but if someone yeah. has to straight mm. out. It's difficult to actually say and actually think still, what it was. Still kind of untangling it yourself in in, in yeah. your own head, putting the pieces yeah, putting definitely. the pieces together. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's very it's very easy to forget. Probably because I don't like to think about it. I just like to yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not an issue these days. Yeah, just just fingers in the ear. La 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 la. It's the one. Yeah, <laughs> works for so long. Eventually, starts to seep out in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, processing it really with uh, with my therapist. So I think the the last, not the last session we had because that was about my relationship, uh, which I've just got out of. Actually, I've uh, me and my girlfriend broke up last week. Um, how are you doing after that? Well, that's, that's that's a long time I'm, and I'm, fairly fresh. I'm right, actually. I'm, I'm okay. You said you said um, just got out of it. Almost sounded like you were escaping nearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't really going anywhere, um, hmm. and I don't. I, I felt bad for wasting her time if I wasn't one hundred percent committed to it. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and I, I could, it would have been really easy just to stick around, go through the motions and, you know, just sort of be content, but not actually happy, mm. you know? Um, so I, I just, 
I, I, just, I, I just said to her last uh, last week, I just said, I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> um, and the conversation sort of went from there, really. And it was it was kind of decided that we'd, we'd go separate ways. Well, I decided, obviously, I'd, it, it wasn't what she wanted. Mm. But there's no point sticking around because she wouldn't have been happy long term either if I stuck around. Mm. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's actually something I've I've come across many times with, with client work that kind of in a relationship, not wanting to end in it, not wanting to hurt the other person, and you know, and, and I'm not not saying it's the case for yourself, Paul, but you know, just from clinical experience, that people would say, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt them, you know, you know, if I do, if I end this, you know, I can kind of get on with it, I can plan along with it. Yeah. But what I'd say to that is, well, do you care about this person? Oh, absolutely. Like that's that's why I don't want to hurt them. And sometimes I'd ask them, well, let's let's put a hypothetical situation out there that let's imagine you you do break up, you step out of the relationship, and then eventually you know they meet someone else. Mm. That you know your part of it is kind of maybe depriving them of the prospect of meeting someone else who may be a little bit more committed to to the relationship than than we might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it it seems to help with people that actually, yeah, as much as I'm, as much as I'm unhappiness, I may be, I may be depriving this other person of greater yeah. happiness as well. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. How how are you well, managing? It's a big step to you, take as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, it's been uh, it's been hanging over me for a little while. It's I think it was it was the fear of having to find somewhere new to live. Um, while I was working, and so all the all the upheaval that comes with moving and everything else, mm. and the, uh, the the stress it causes getting your stuff out of the house and the upset um, of the other person when you tell them that you you can't be with them anymore. I I was dreading it, absolutely dreading it, because yeah. um, I, I I obviously care about her. I don't I didn't, I didn't want to upset her, mm. but there's no other way around it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's, I know, I know what kind of you initiated it, Paul. But you know, a week is still fresh, and five years is a long time. And as I said, everything yeah. that goes along with it. How how have you been feeling the last week? What's what's happened like you? It was weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the first um, I think we we split up um, last. I think it, we had the conversation on the Monday night, and we went our separate ways on Tuesday. Um, I stayed in a hotel for the first few nights, um, which was okay. It was all right. It was just different bit weird bit strange being on my own again mm-hmm. um managed to find a new flat to uh, well a new shared house to move into um that was supposed to be monday but on saturday i got a, a text from the landlord saying that someone had tested positive for covid oh god <laughs> yeah so they had to isolate for 10 days the whole house had to isolate for 10 days which means that if i'd moved in i'd have to isolate as well mm. I'm double vaccinated and I've had uh, lateral flow tests and negative and everything, but I didn't want to risk that. I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not moving in because I can't afford to isolate. Mm-hmm. It work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so luckily, one of my uh, one of my clients, stroke friends, has uh, let me stay in her place, which is where I, where I am right now. Um, which is just around the corner from the gym anyway. So she's uh, she's been really kind mm-hmm. and let me sort of let me stay here for a week and then I'm moving in next Monday. Yeah. That's some period of upheaval, Paul. Jesus. That's life, isn't it? Yeah, and it never <laughs> rains, but it pours, kind of thing. Yes, hmm. yeah, so it's stuff that we don't, you know, we think of a breakup. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. The relationship ended. But as you said, you're moving out, having to find somewhere else to live. You know, some mm. people have nowhere else to go, but they're back with their parents or something like that, and all the the, the, the dynamic that, that 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 brings. 
Um, oh, yes. So it's it's not just the breakup. You know, I know we spoke before on grief and stuff, and we talk about loss and the primary loss and the secondary loss, but just the practicality yeah. of the ending of a relationship as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just oh, yeah. not no longer speaking to, to one person. That's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's a it's a big thing. But and as I say, I was I was dreading it happening, but it was a case of I've got to you know because it, it, I can't stay here much longer. It's it's not fair on anyone. Mm-hmm. Not being fair to myself. I'm not being fair to her. Yeah. It's, it's better to. Any particular catalyst for it at this time, then, Paul? That that it just got to this point of going. No, I'm just, you know, final straw. Um. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I, I think. I well, I had another another bit of a mood dip uh, last week on the weekend before it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we. I think it was. Um, we we got into kind of a routine of get up make breakfast, go to work, come home, make dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Every day. Whether that's just a COVID thing, I don't know, but we'd, we'd stop going out. We mm. very, very rarely did anything interesting together. Mm. It was just, that was the routine. And I was just so fed up with it. Um, I think it was a Friday night. Um, we had, we had a conversation. It was about nine o'clock at night. I'd only just got back from work and like, what we're going to, what we have for dinner. Um, and we couldn't decide. And I was just, I just thought, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I can't be bothered with this. It's too late at night to mess about with this. I'm going to bed. Um, and that kind of set me on a bit of a downward spiral. Um, just that. And then I was supposed to go to a wedding, to a friend's wedding uh, reception that they got married online last year, but the wedding do was at the weekend. Uh, bought a new suit and everything. Um, and it got to about, I think we we're supposed to get there at one o'clock. I got the, it was, I was lying on the bed at 11 o'clock and I just said to me, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend now, um, I, I don't want to go. I really don't want to go. I'm not in the mood for this. Um, just being in that environment, I just, I just didn't want to face it. Um, so she said, oh, okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll not go then. She, she wasn't ever looking forward to it anyway, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. Was, um, it, was it the socialising aspect or seeing people recently yeah. married in love? Or Oh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're my friends. They're great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy for them. But um, I mean, in terms of a reflection of perhaps what you were feeling? Um. No, no, I don't think it was that. I, I would have been, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for them that, that they're, they're happy. Mm. It's great because I know what the, the guy, um, the guy, the guy in the couple is that does actually get a lot of depression himself, and he is a, he is a gas engineer as well, uh, so I know exactly what he's gone through, mm. <laughs> um, and what he has to face every day. Mm. Um, so it, it was nice. It, it's, I'm, I'm really chuffed that they're happy now that he's actually because he, he's actually changed his job now. He, he's he's still a gas engineer, but for a much better company. So he's he's much happier mm-hmm. um so yeah it was it wasn't that i was it was i was it was compounding my my feelings um yeah I it was more just having to get up and yeah. do stuff again yeah i didn't want to face the social side of it i wasn't mm. in the mood for it mm. yeah you know, I'm not a big fan of small talk either. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, that I feeling do. i definitely know yeah. that feeling <laughs> it's all weddings are until there's enough alcohol involved yeah mm. <laughs> the um yeah i mean one one of the things around around depression that is i suppose one of the difficult parts of it but and we we spoke about it on our episode of depression that you know depression have to, has to serve a function you know from an evolutionary perspective there must have been something to be gained from from depression and and one of the things that anyone that's experienced depression will know is there's a lot of rumination 
you know, you're going over things a lot, you know, you're mm-hmm. analyzing things, you're thinking back on things and, you know, out of that can come solutions. Yeah. You know, and it can be that piece of, you know, the mood dips. Obviously you start thinking, you know, question, why am I feeling like this? What's going on in my life? And, you know, we can have these sort of moments of clarity, I suppose, or, mm-hmm. you know, come to, come to a solution to something that perhaps we weren't aware it was was such a problem yeah yeah definitely yeah um it it does even though even though i've I've obviously caused a bit of pain by breaking up with that i do feel like a weight is off my shoulders a bit um even though i'm not actually in my new place yet Mm. um i do feel I, i feel surprisingly okay yeah yeah um so yeah, that's, that's a common experience especially if it's something well, that's been considering for such a long time or for that's a probably period. a sign that you made the right decision that, if you're not I feeling think. horrible about yourself yeah yeah mm. yeah hopefully i'm not just a, i'm not feeling bastards so. <laughs> <laughs> which obviously i mean you obviously care about her and you know you, you made the decision mm. that's difficult at the moment but you know for the for the long term and the greater good the the, the better decision and particularly for your own mental health as well and as we suffer with yeah. our mental health that obviously impacts other people and you know it's yeah uh, definitely you know not fair on them either if mm. you know we, we're perhaps holding them back a little bit from from mm. moving on with themselves yeah definitely Aye. <laughs> Paul, what what we first heard from you many months ago now um, yeah, it's been a while. yeah can can you tell us why you know if you maybe get into a little bit of why we heard from you back in back in the yeah. day when we first heard from you? I think it was I think it was November when I started listening to you guys. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd, um, I start, I started with a uh, a bit of a, a bad. Well, it was actually the worst uh, depressive period I've, I've ever had. Um, I was doing okay uh, halfway through October, and then suddenly I, I just I just hit a downer. Um, I, I'm not really totally sure what triggered it. Um, I know it was the 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 dog the dog that we had uh, had to go to an emergency vet. Um, she's okay. It's okay now. She's on she's been on kidney medication also. She's fine now. But uh, it was a bit touch and go for a while. We thought we might lose her. Um, and that that night, um, it was from that night onwards. I started to feel really depressed and fed up and 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 low. Mm. Um, I was following a running uh, running training program uh, that went out the window within a couple of weeks. I just couldn't get up and do it anymore. Um, I had to cancel all my uh, client appointments uh, for a month because I just couldn't couldn't get in and face it. Um, and I just uh, well, I've I've, ne- I've never actually felt. I don't think I've ever ever really felt that low. Um, and then I think it was at the beginning of November. Um, uh, quite quite an quite an important friendship to me ended um, really abruptly, um, and that caused that caused me to go even lower, and I just dropped through the floor. Um, kept getting flashbacks of all sorts, uh, things that I didn't want to be thinking about, um, and it was it was kind of at that point I was kind of I started looking for things that would help. Um, I was looking looking for books books to read. Uh, something that would distract me, anything really, just listening to music. Um, and then that's when I started thinking about podcasts. Um, and you, yours is probably one of the first ones I found um, on Spotify. So I just started listening, 
Um, and that's that's basically how I found you. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just on just looking through Spotify, just looking for looking for things to try and distract me and understand what or something that could help, basically. Mm. Um, and it it has been an absolutely massive help. Um, as you know, from all the uh, promos I keep giving you guys. You too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish we had an advertising, yeah. Paul, an advertising yeah. department. You'd definitely <laughs> be head of that department. If you had about if you had about twenty five thousand uh, followers on Twitter, we would be laughing. <laughs> the amount of retweets and shares you give. No, I'm, I'm pretty well. I'm, I keep it locked these days. Yeah, yeah, quiet, yeah. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, I, most of the time when I when I was listening to you guys, I was out walking because um, we're, we're because I'm in Sheffield. We're right next to the Peak District, so you can you can walk there in about an hour, about half an hour to an hour. You can be out in the peaks. It's, it's beautiful out there, and, and any any weather, rain, wind, or whatever, mm. it's lovely. Um, and it was uh, winter time, but I didn't really care. I was just, I'd just wrap it warm and go for a walk mm. and do a lot of ten to twelve miles or something, just walking around listening to to you guys. Um, and it just really helped. So it just taught me an awful lot about uh, how to how to deal with stuff and how to think about stuff. Um, I just found it really useful. Mm. Um, and also, I'd, I think I'd, I was having a therapy. I'd, I'd just started with a therapist um, just before my depression started because I figured, well, I'm feeling okay at the moment, but this is probably a good time to start it when I'm feeling mm. okay because if I'm feeling like crap, I won't want to do it. Mm. Um, so I... I I, I think I had three sessions with her, and then the, the fourth session was when I started to feel rough, and I and I backed out of it. I didn't want to do it. The resistance um, that came up, yeah. There you go, yeah. Um, so that that finished uh, just there, and then again, I think it was end of November. Um, I, I got back in touch with her and just said, "Do you mind if we start up again?" Mm. Um, and she didn't have any spare spaces available, but she put me onto someone else who was in her practice, um, worked in the same building. Mm. Um, but it might suit me better. So I've started with him, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. I've seen him for about I've seen him at once a week for a couple, about three months, and then we had stretch it out. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I was absolute mess when I when I, the first the first day I went in. I was in in tears and all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after um, I think because they have, they have to they have to give you a questionnaire every time you go in about what your mood's like at the time. So you, you answer like a, a three-page questionnaire. Mm. Um, have I got people I can go to to help? How do you feel? Do you have suicidal thoughts? Do you, do you feel you can deal with anxiety? All that kind of stuff. Um, and over the course of about three months, um, my scores just started to go up and up and up and up and up every time. So and you, could, you could see it on a graph, basically. As uh, Over the few months, my mood started to go up, uh, which is a big help, obviously. Mm. I started to feel a lot better. Mm. Um and yeah, I think I think it was at the end of March. Uh, we just ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, we we got about three quarters of the way through the session, and both of us drew a blank. Really, there was nothing nothing else to talk about. So he said, "Right, well, I think it's probably a good time for a break. Then we'll uh, we'll have a three month break, and then see how you feel." Um, so I kind of came back after three months. That was uh, and that was in May, I think. And then uh, I, I said to him, "Look, well, can we start this up again? Or just check in with you once a month?" Just to keep on top of things, really. Mm. Um, and we've done that since, really. Was, how how were the how was the three month break? Um, it was all right. Yeah, it was it was okay. There's one or two. I think there's probably one or two little issues that I could have talked about, but I just I just send him an email, whether he reply or not. Mm. It was immaterial. I just it was just a way to get it off my chest. 
plus I, I do write a blog as well, so I do I'm writing that and I'll I'll put my random thoughts on Twitch every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, just just trying just trying to deal with it. But yeah, when I when I got back from um from from the break and started again in May, I just said, Can we just uh, get this start this going again? But just want this once a, once a month and just check in mm. see how and see how I'm doing and just give us something to talk about. Just two questions, just to go back on something you'd mentioned yeah. there, Paul, and uh, just to uh, just to bounce them off you to see if there's anything in it. One, you'd mentioned the dog, and you know that the dog had been quite sick. Did that trigger anything for you? Do you think around maybe losses from the past or possible losses or anything like that, or do you think it was something in therapy that got triggered that triggered the, the downward downward mood for you? Um. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, I've not really lost anyone. I've never lost a never really lost a close family member mm. um, or or a loved one or anything like that. So I'm quite lucky, really, in mm. that respect. Uh, so I've not had to deal with that grief mm. um, that comes with that. Um, that's that's yet to come, I'm sure. Mm. But but um, anything in the therapy then? You know, as I said, you were you were doing okay. You signed up, gone. Yeah, now now is probably a good time, but quickly the. Mm the mood dropped and you know that's that's a very the reason i say this is a very common experience in therapy and the one the way i describe it to, to clients is feeling worse or getting better you yeah. know you kind of you kind of got to go through the shit you know i, I kind of describe it as you got to clean out the wound you know you got to get some iodine in there you got to get some antiseptic yeah. it's going to sting for a while but ultimately yeah. you're you're trying to clear that clear that stuff out to, to for so it can I, heal I, I used that one with a client the other day. I got that from you guys. <laughs> All right, I've said it before then. Well, I clearly yeah. just fucking repeat myself. <laughs> we got about two more podcasts and that's it. That's the fucking wealth of all my wisdom. Like so, <laughs> When you talk for two hours a week for 60 or so weeks, eventually you're going to start repeating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a good one. I do like that one. Yeah. Really good. yeah. Was it Was it Peter who came up with that one? No, no, that's my one. Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, yeah. you're really after hurting him there, Paul. Yeah, I know. I'm I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" <laughs> and, uh, but between the two, but well, sometimes we just we just fire stuff off each other. Peter said to say hello. Peter oh. uh, would have loved to have jumped on, but as he said, he's gone out for a skin full of pints tonight, mm. which means Charming. four pints. As we know, yeah. four pints p because <laughs> he's a fucking lightweight. <laughs> so my joy. Yeah, four pints of gin. Now I can fucking put it away, but points yeah uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be any good for points myself like <laughs> what what were some of the what were some of the things that you have taken away from the podcast well what, what were some of the things that did help you as as you go back to that to that time in your life and you thankfully found us um yeah it was um mindfulness and meditation yeah the, those are the two things that uh, that really helped mm. yeah um your um your three episodes on meditation were great i really enjoyed those i, I did a huge one from the other day as well um, I, I was out in uh, out in the Peter Street walking. I just had a, a lie down on a rock for twenty minutes and just listened listened to it. Oh. Yeah, just with my eyes shut. It was lovely. Mm. Um, but the first time I I, uh, I did your your meditation, I was actually sat. I think I was sat in the living room uh, where you, where I lived with my girlfriend at the time. The second one I did in the park. I was just sat on the bench with my eyes shut for a while, listening listening to listening to the wind and everything while you were mm. talking away. But yeah, it was uh, it was great. 
Um, and they, I've, I've also installed uh, Insight Timer as well. So oh, yeah, that's a good app. Yeah, this is one I always recommend for anyone that's mm. interested in getting into meditation or mindfulness. Uh, Insight that's Timer it. is definitely the, the one recommended. One of the things you mentioned. Once again, not a promo. Not a promo. Oh, no, I'll gladly, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely give props where it's due to to a product that I believe in. This, this is why nobody will promote us. We're doing it for free. We just, yeah, we just because we just promote everyone. Ron yeah. Seal last week. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't be getting Harvey Normans or Sony. <laughs> No, we, we bar- probably we bar- not the government either. No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> Guess who's getting a fucking uh, tax investigation this year? <laughs> getting audited. <laughs> um, one, one of the things you mentioned around your own therapy, Paul, to us before was uh, ACT. You want, you want yes. to tell people about that? Um, yeah, and the, the the way I understand it is um, basically it was it was Lawrence, my uh, my my therapist, who got me into that. He just brought it up one day, um, and it's it's been really useful. It's um, the way I understand it is it's basically accepting feelings as as they come, mm. uh, giving giving them space, uh, whether it be good feelings or bad feelings. So if, if you get a about maybe a bad thought comes into your mind, like I I am I'm useless on this and that, whatever. Um, you definitely get tossed like that if you've experienced depression. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, um, it's just accept, just accepting the feeling. Thank, like, thank your mind for it, and just sort of accept, accept that it's there. And I think the the way the way they the way they try to think about it is instead of thinking I'm stupid, you think I notice that I'm having the feeling that I'm stupid, mm. something like that. Mm. I, I notice mm. that this feeling has, is here. It can be, it gives you a bit, of, a, a bit of mental distance between that and the thought. And the thought. Yeah, you can look at it from a distance and think mm, that's interesting. Instead of so it's a kind of change of perspective on the thought, yeah. Rather than just taking yeah. it as it comes to you, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And l- lately, I've started to um see like bad thoughts and bad moods as like uh, either clouds or slow moving traffic. Mm. Yeah. They basically they they you might you, you might not like what you see, but they're going to pass by soon enough. Yeah. It, yeah. it's, so for anyone that doesn't know ACT is a, a acceptance and commitment therapy uh, it's a lot of mindfulness based practices in it as well it's um, uh, as, a, as I looked it up it's not it's not a particular way in which I practice myself well it turns out I do <laughs> but unknowingly I, it takes a lot from mindfulness and Buddhism and uh, kind of what you've described there around the thoughts you know like clouds in buddhism and you know the the acceptance piece and that's that's particularly a, a piece around from buddhism of that acceptance with an attitude of non-judgment so very often for people it's they're feeling shit and obviously you don't want to feel shit so we fight against feeling shit which just compounds feeling shit so one one of the things that i kind of uh, i really try to impress on clients uh, is stop fighting the anxiety um, because as long as you're fighting it, it's it's not going to go anywhere, you know. Mm. And my, I suppose, for another little catchy little uh, phrase that I use, what we resist persists. Mm. So the more you're fighting in something, the more it's just going to keep coming back. Our, our emotions are there; they're the rudder to steer the ship, and ultimately, what they're there for is to drive us toward things that we like and away from things we don't like. And when we ignore that and we ignore the emotions and Cameron, you, you may have memories of this perhaps when you were young, 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 uh, pulling out of me going, daddy, 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 da, I like one second, buddy, daddy, 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 just, just one, one second there. I'm just, I'm just talking here. Just give me one second. And the kid keeps pulling out you, daddy, 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 daddy. And then you're like, what? Can I have a biscuit? Oh yeah, you can have a biscuit. 
And then the kid goes away. And our emotions are the same. When we attend to them and acknowledge, okay, physiologically I'm feeling something here, so my body is trying to tell me something. It's either drive me towards something or away from something. And instead of fighting against the anxiety, going, fucking hate this and fucking hate this feeling. And of course we do, because it's, it's not a pleasant feeling. But rather actually kind of leaning into it, you know, with the mindful piece of lean into it of, okay, I'm feeling anxious. What's that about? And it's that non-judgmental piece. It's it's the acceptance. And I think we had we had Maliki on on the ecotherapy one, and he had a had a great uh, acronym around for acceptance. I can't remember what it was, but you know, one of the one of the key things around acceptance is it doesn't mean you have to like it. Mm. Acceptance doesn't mean that you like it. It's just well, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to give it more energy than it than it deserves. And um, catchphrase coming up again: name it to tame it. So mm. okay, what am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling anxious okay i'm feeling anxious right why am i feeling anxious well i might be feeling anxious because of because of this so that so that piece based on the mindfulness and and uh, the buddhist piece then as well of clouds in in buddhism it talks around the, the blue sky mind so it says that the natural state of our mind is the blue sky and you know even on the cloudiest day the blue sky is there we just can't see it yeah. because of the clouds and kind of sitting back and as you said watching our thoughts pass by as if there were clouds go okay there i am again i'm beating the shit out of myself i'm a piece of shit there's that there's that thought again so that's that piece around you know the acceptance Mm. and not fighting it not not going in with the aversion to to however we to however we may be feeling around it um so that's you know as i looked and there seems to be a lot of cbt in it as well of correcting those um, cognitive thoughts and uh, very yeah. much as I've, I've mentioned on the podcast before of thoughts don't equal facts mm-hmm. um, and there's many a time I'll, I'll, I'll have to say to a client okay so, so you're shit okay uh, who says I was like well you know well well, I am like well why are you and when you drill down into it it's like oh so this isn't a fact no one has come yeah. along and told you you're shit because I'd imagine if you were as shit at your job as you say you are you would have heard about it by now, wouldn't you? Because you told me your boss is a bit of a dickhead. So you're clearly not as shit as you think you are. Oh, right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just because I think it doesn't doesn't make it true. Um, it seems to have uh, it seems to have really helped you, Paul. The, the, the yeah yeah. What what's been the biggest thing you've took from it? What from the ACT? Mm. Um, yeah, it, it was um, as I say, it, it was just the, the being able to step back from uh, from from the thoughts that any, any any anything that was that was trying to that was trying to hurt me or or that was distressing me, um, and just to, I think it was um, it was a quicksand analogy that I found useful as well. Mm. The uh, the one if, obviously if you it's like you're in, if you're in quicksand if you try and struggle you're going to sink faster. Mm. So don't just uh, just let it just. Relax. Try and relax. Mm. Try and make yourself comfortable. Mm. Um, let it pass in its own time. Like you, you getting know. the vaccine a couple of weeks ago, Cameron. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> Don't fight it. <laughs> it's going to hurt worse <laughs> if you fight it. When she's breaking yeah. fucking syringes off the guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. So just allowing it to kind of to wash to wash past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just been it's, it's been it's been really helpful. Um, I've, I've been I've been trying because I've, I've I've got I think I've got at least. At least 22, 20, 22 clients at the moment in my in my own job, mm. um, and I do I do 
push the mental health thing quite quite a lot. I've I tend to attract people who have, who've who are quite happy open to talk about their their problems, which is great. Do you think um, that's based because perhaps you model it yourself, Paul? Or I think I think probably yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I do I do work, I do like to say I, I, well, I, I talk I talk about it a lot online. Um, uh, basically, main mainly because I believe in it and also from what I've learned a few guys and also my own therapist. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if it makes me more appealing to the one, to the people who want to get fitter and, and healthier, but also have stuff on their mind that they want to deal with. Mm. Um, because I do, I do, I do have a few clients who, who suffer with anxiety um, and a few other things as well. Um, and I've already, I've, I've said to them many, many times, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And I, I know, I'm, I'm sure there are some some trainers out there, some people who, who do put boundaries in place. It's like I'm your trainer, I'm not your counselor. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't want to know about this. If you want to, do you think that's it, more I'll... because it's not a conversation they're able to have? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm not I'm not fussed. I'm quite happy to listen, mm-hmm. even if I can't help. I can still listen. Well, I mean, it's the same as the same as therapy, and it's the same as most things. When when we can relate to people, you know, mm. and we can feel safe around people, then. We're more receptive to, yeah. to to whatever that experience may be to take in whatever's being said. If someone's defensive, yeah. if someone's closed off, then you know we're going to be closed off and we're going to be defensive, and you know we're not going to we're not going to take that in. Definitely. Obviously, you're on. You're you, you know you've had therapy. You know we know how much of a huge proponent of uh, mental health you are. But tell us about the crossover between the exercise, the fitness, the physical health, and and mental health for yourself. Um, I mean, how they're linked? Mm. Yeah, well, what you know, what you get from 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 both, or you know, do they cross over for you? Um, yeah, I mean, the um, there's well, a good example would be the runners high. Um, yeah, <laughs> you get when you when you. I mean, I'm not I've not been running much since since April. I did a, I did my first marathon in April, and it's kind of put me off running. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did the marathon. Uh, sorry, you did the marathon. Yeah, no. I finished it, um, oh, no. but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it very much as I thought I was going to. <laughs> no, as I should think. Um, some people love them, but no, I think I've, I still enjoy running, but not. I've not done it as much as I was since before I was training for the marathon. Yeah. Um, and I still I still do a running group from the gym as well, so I enjoy that. I like the social side of it. Mm. I think I think it's that the runner's high is basically, it's not a high, it's, it's a relief from pain. So you get a rush of, you know, all the good stuff to try and deal with the pain from the run. So that's that's where you get the high from it, uh, <laughs> as opposed as opposed. Oh yeah, running is fucking great. It's like oh no, oh the relief from that is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just had to ruin it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you, could, you couldn't let the runners have their bit of joy. I'm just getting it. I'm just you know, as you say, you're not running a marathon thinking this is fucking wonderful. <laughs> some do, some do, yeah. some yeah, do. Some, yeah. Wow, some are crackers like that. Yeah. Um, although I, I did, I have once or twice I have had the runners high while I'm running. Yeah, mm. so I do, I do, I do believe in that the the endorphins can actually yeah give you that boost while yeah. you, while you while you're out there. Uh, I've heard um, stories of ultra marathon runners so they're the the crazy two hundred mile runners to run get to a certain stage run, in the marathon run. where they don't feel it anymore. So they get like hundred and forty miles in, they just, they just stop feeling it. Oh God! Wow. No, <laughs> I, I know. I know yes, the last sixty miles are just kind of running numb. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's. It doesn't really appeal to me. No. Still, <laughs> yeah. t- was it twenty twenty six point two? That's that's so much even, but 
It's, it'll do. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> it'll do. It'll do. Yeah. I think Bad and Walker did a fucking shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've. Um, I'll still be up for the like the 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 five k, ten k, and half marathon and ten mile. But I'm not fussed about marathon again. I've done it. You've done it. The full yeah, marathon a, huge, a bit too much. Huge achievement. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't run, I didn't run all the way either, which I wanted to. So I, I did do some walking. That's that's now. the thing as well, isn't it? It's like oh, fuck, I didn't do, didn't run the whole way. Next time I'll, yeah. you know, I have to do it again. I'll have to run the whole way. And just yeah. tarnish it. Was like, no, you've just done twenty fucking six point two miles. Like that's. That's an immense achievement, regardless of running yeah, the and, walk. And you and you can say just you finished cause. it. Just cause, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing it? Well, just cause, like <laughs> it's not. It's not like the original marathon of why you had to be done. You know, you're just doing it because. Sure, why wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was delivering a message or something, wasn't it? it wasn't the original marathon? Yes, it was. Marathon? Yeah, I think he didn't have to run it about four times or something, mm. and then died on the last one. Yeah, uh, not not Fuck. very nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, Paul, one one of the things, you know, the kind of thing that, that popped up on the radar is you, you threw some very kind tweets at us um, recently. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us maybe what, what prompted that. And I have them here in front of me, or you, you can read them yourself or, or whatever you feel is right. Uh, could you maybe just t- say a little bit around something you've just recently put up on Twitter then? Um, I'd have to check Twitter for that, to be honest. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the, uh, the anxiety and... Um, Self-esteem episodes. Mm. Uh, I think it's episode six and seven or something like that. It's really one no, of don't ask me. Every week I have to check what number are we on as I number the episodes. We want the self-esteem was on the early ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was anxiety and then self-esteem straight after. Um, and I just really listened to those two um, over the last couple of days. Um, and um, as you know, I've been, I've been, I generally push your podcast if, if people mm. are, and then they're not feeling very well or they need to talk to someone or whatever i just say i know obviously therapy can can cost a bit of money if you're not if, you, if you're a bit a bit short it can be expensive but mm. there's this listen to this this can really help it's really helped me it could really help you just give it a chance and it's surprising how many people don't mm. um they just think oh yeah I'll, I'll get around to it but they don't um and the the lady i'm, I'm staying with at the moment karen uh we were, we were going out um Yesterday, I think it was. Um, I, I was taking some stuff to the charity shop, and she was coming with me just to just for the ride, just to go down to a, a sports shop, see if you could find it, a running watch. Um, and I had the podcast on in the car, um, and I mentioned it to her many times before. She'd never probably never got around to listen to it, but she, she the self esteem episode was on, and it really resonated with her. Um, so she's actually gone. She's gone away tonight. She's away uh, at a friend's, just dog sitting. She's like, yeah looking after someone's dogs for him. Mm. Uh, but she's actually put this self-esteem episode on, on the way down there. Mm. Yeah, so she said she's going to start listening to that now. Um, and I thought, well, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so so the main takeaway here is Paul listens to some of our episodes twice and me, one of the hosts, doesn't listen to, listen to his own episodes once. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Paul, fucking kids, I don't know. I blame the parents. <laughs> Definitely blame the I parents. I do too. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was just nice that um, that she'd actually heard it and and decided to actually start listening to it properly. Um, and I just thought, well, that that's that's really, that's that made me feel good that she'd actually found that helpful. 
Uh, so I just thought I'll, I'll just do do a do another push on on Twitter for you guys. Mm. It's a very special feeling for some for you to recommend a show or a podcast or a song to somebody, and for them to come back to you say a week later and say how much they enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're we're hugely grateful, Paul. You know, for every every retweet and every share that we give, and you know, we know for a fact that you know people you have recommended it to or people that have seen it have contacted us and have told us about their own experiences and where they were at and how much the podcast has helped them. So, you know, we're trying to do our bit and you're doing your bit, you know, and between us, we're all, we're all doing a, we're all doing a good bit. You know, we're, we're doing, we're doing the best we can. So I know I speak for myself and I know I speak for Peter and Cameron, I know you're new to the new to this side of it, but you know, we are hugely grateful. We're hugely mm-hmm. grateful to everyone, but you know, I, I hit you with it, Jess. I hit you with it the other day. You know, hashtag number one fan. Like you've always been such a, <laughs> such a huge supporter for us, and, and it mm-hmm. means a lot because you know yourself. You know, people you've recommended it to have 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 mm. gotten something from it. Um, okay. And if it's enough to go, oh shit, there's something there. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I do need to go and talk to someone, or maybe I do need to open up to someone about this, and you know, mm. and maybe that maybe that can help. That was straight talking your mental health. And a huge thanks to Paul for coming on and sharing his experience of his own mental health experience and the influence of the podcast and how much that has helped him. And we're hugely grateful to him for always giving a like, giving a share, giving a retweet, all of the, everything that, that he does for us and everything that all the rest of you do for us as well. It is hugely appreciated. If you'd like to do that, you can do that on all of the social media. You heard me plug it earlier. Twitter, S-T-R-A Talking Pod. Facebook, Instagram, Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast. What you can also do is you can leave some comments on each of the podcast episodes on the website. That is stmhpodcast.com. If you want to email us, if you've got a story to tell, if you've got a topic you'd perhaps like to have covered, please let us know. Give us a shout. We're, we're here to facilitate information for yourselves and do it and explain it as best we can. So if you want to email us, you can do that at hello at stmhpodcast.com. If you check us out on Spotify or any of your other podcast providers, you can maybe just share a link to that on any of your social media. But what you can also do is, if you're listening on iTunes, you can give us a five-star rating. If you feel the show is worthy of five stars, please do provide that on the show or an episode. That makes a huge difference. Why? Because the same as anything. When we look up something, when we look at reviews and we see, oh, that has a lot of five-star reviews, this must be pretty good. And then if people believe it's pretty good, they'll have a listen and they might learn something, they might share it with someone that may need it because as we've looked at before, folks, you never know what someone else is going through. So you'll never know how much just sharing that of going, oh, hey, have a listen to this. Or, you know, you retweet it after someone's timeline and they see it and go, oh, what's that? Depression. Oh, all right. I know what that feels like. I'm going through a pretty bad time. And you never know the impact that that will have. As we like to do on the podcast every week, we like to leave the final word with our guest. Paul's going to do that and give us something that he's taken from the podcast and life. But in the meantime, folks, look after yourselves and look after each other. So as you know, Paul, every week on the podcast, we throw over to our guests to offer some words of wisdom, some life learnings they've taken from life or some motto or something that has gotten them this far um, this week. We throw over to you. I'd say you've probably heard what, 63, are we 63 episodes oh, or whatever? So, yeah, you know, you must have, um, you know, you know how we do by now. Yeah, um, I, I just, a nice and simple one, really. It's, uh, it's, it's been used before by uh, a few other people, but it's, it's good to talk. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. The mind is a terrible.